0: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year everyone. This is Barry Knapp with Ironsides Macroeconomics. It's um, Boxing Day, December 26th at about 1020 Mountain Time. Um, This week we wrote the third of our three annual year-end notes, uh, the year in review, entitled it 5% or Bust, which is a reference to the fed uh, early year determination to raise the policy rate above five percent despite ample evidence that they were causing a problem in the banking system instead they decided to treat it with macro prudential policy a new lending program that interestingly is being arbitraged by banks right now um and uh We think that they created, in essence, an unstable equilibrium between uh, the banking system and um, large non financial corporates and even households, something we wrote about a lot through the course of the year. So i'll go through this note um, to an extent it's not really an update on the latest comings and goings there's not all that much data this week plan is not to do all that much work spend time with the family go skiing. Um, But. um, the, the note itself was intended to give you some real food for thought on what happened last year. We weren't trying to go through every uh, zig and zag in the economy, rather, trying to write about areas where we had a differentiated point of view about what was happening and why and what it meant for the future. So, you know, we began by discussing the productivity boom and policy bust that both occurred and um, went a little uh dickens by describing it as having been the best of times if you were in the generative uh, ai business or the worst of times if you uh worked at a bank or invested in ai or invested in uh in banks um the fed made a couple of communication blunders through the course of the year there was the march monetary policy report to congress when chairman powell threatened to uh stepped back up the pace of tightening from 25 basis points a uh, meeting up back up to 50 and that triggered the banking crisis which as I said they decided to treat with macroprudential policy even though uh, monetary policy caused the problem not uh banksters who took inordinate amounts of risk that is certainly the case with Silicon Valley but the the um monetary policy mistakes in 21 and then um, with the tightening in 23 we think we're at the core of the problems in the banking system um, as far as the economic review we did though it's really important to keep in mind that um, net revisions really drove the rally in the equity market and if you had to nail it down to one variable it wasn't policy that drove the advance the complete retracement of the 2022 sell-off, it was net revisions rising in tech and related sectors. That is, consumer discretionary and communication services, and those surging revisions from November 22 through roundabout October of this year. Why those sectors outperformed as much as they did? And so again, that's back to the, you know, sort of being in the AI or technology business more broadly versus being in the banking business and why the market rallied um, policy played a much bigger role in the comings and goings of the treasury market which at the end of the day wound up very much where it began the year um, having struggled with uh, all sorts of um, policy issues as it relates to treasury and issuance as well as um, the federal reserves to communication blunders. I mentioned the first one the second one was obviously in September when they had that very hawkish forecast so as far as the economy goes the things that we wanted to really remind everyone about that we we wrote uh, about through the course of the year and we think they were important first of all was the divergence between gross domestic income and gross domestic product or the expenditures method of of estimating output we in essence had a recession in the corporate sector contribution to gross domestic income um net operating surplus of the uh, private sector private enterprises was negative three quarters in a row that turned back up that's coincided with the s p 500 earnings uh recession if you will um so we've come out of that the question is just how steep will be the recovery it was a fairly shallow contraction that was something we had written about early in the year that we thought if there was any kind of an earnings recession it would be shallow earnings are nominal and in periods uh, of relatively high inflation you tend to get much more shallow earnings discussion or um, contractions because they are nominal so then moving on we wrote about modern supply side economics the role of the federal government in allocating resources uh, as opposed to having broad-based tax incentives like the tax cuts and jobs act Um, the biden administration led a couple of those provisions uh sunset as it pertained to capital equipment and r d and instead went for direct investment in renewables semiconductors and infrastructure so ultimately to us that's productivity degrading the government shouldn't be allocating capital the market should but um, that's the path that we're on and it did contribute to the economic resilience we then talked about the unstable equilibrium our idea that um the banking system small businesses real estate and ultimately even funding the government was impaired by the deep yield curve inversion but the household sector and large non-financial sep- uh, corporate sector that had turned out their debt were in a much stronger position and much less sensitive to the rate hikes um, we then talked about the role that goods deflation is playing in the current inflation the feds nearly declaring victory here and um, we're running core goods inflation at a six month annualized rate of negative two and a half percent this is as deep as the uh contraction we had in goods prices on an annual basis in the early 2000s after china was admitted to the wto uh we would not count on that persisting there is uh developing recovery in Asian trade, which implies global manufacturing could come out of recession, and those prices are likely firm in 2024. Uh, We then talked about the bank credit contraction attributable to the deep curve inversion. Again, that's something that um, we don't hear a lot of economists talking about, but it is the second deepest contraction in bank credit in the last 50 years. The only obviously deeper one was during the global financial crisis. And then we talked a little bit about the global trade and manufacturing recession. Again, there's some evidence we may come out of that in 2020, uh, early in 2024. Through policy, our policy review section, we talked a lot about the new sheriff in town, the idea that since 2021, the actions of Treasury in a lot of ways have been more impactful than the the actions of the Fed and um, just how critical that's been and is likely to continue to be as we move, move into 2024 talked about the fed actually having already been higher for longer and that their decision to be not as high for not as long is a good one um ultimately it took them longer than we would have liked to come to this conclusion but they're going to have to cut that policy rate to around about four percent to stabilize bank credit in our uh in our point of view or with our point of view um then we we sort of finished the note off with a little bit of discussion of asset prices about how we had an earnings level shock during the pandemic and that earnings are not going to um, uh, revert all the way back to the trend or go to 185 or anything like that That was our point of view a year ago it was seemingly correct and um, while we don't think the earnings recovery will be quite as strong as is currently expected something like 12 percent, we do think that um, we are in the midst of an earnings recovery that'll again probably be driven by technology And then um, just our final thoughts, you know, wrapping this up, the Fed's insisted on pushing beyond five and the fact that we think they're going to probably need to cut to four. We're not sure inflation is going to be as cooperative as they currently think because of the outsized role that goods prices are playing and the prospect for continued restructuring of global supply chains implies that um, we're just getting a second round deflationary shock from the reopening in china pandemic net you know import prices from china and the strength of the dollar which is already in reverse because of the feds um you know pivot back in december so anyway that was it for me i hope uh, you all enjoyed uh, the writing we did it was useful to your investment process and um, uh, again i'm not sure we'll get out a note this week um but uh, we'll be back First week in January, um, add it deep with the employment data that's going to come out that week, which we think will be critical to uh, the timing of the first Fed rate cut and uh, just how much they're actually going to cut in 2024. So, Barry Nap Ironsides Macro. Happy holidays, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you.